Is anyone, where, where are you right now? Vegas. I'm here at the hotel adjacent to the West Coast Classics Convention Center. Man, you look so much better than last night. Not that you looked bad last night, but when, when we were running a little couple tests on the software last night, you looked a little different. I was tired. I probably fell asleep like within five minutes of hanging up. <laughs> yeah, you have eyes now. Last night when I was talking to you, you were just kind of like... I mean, I was laying in bed when you called, when you said, like, do you want to do this test? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm excited to have, I, I'm excited to have every guest on, but it's pretty cool to have Matt O'Keefe on. I think he'll be here in one minute. Yeah. I, uh, I, the longest conversation I've ever had with him was two weeks ago at the Granite Games, and it was nice to get to know him a little better. So this should be fun. Are you, um, what are you doing at the uh, West Coast Classic? What's your gig? Um, just uh, just writing everything for the competition. Anything that needs to be written is my responsibility. And then um, for who? For Morning Chalk Up or for CrossFit or for who? Oh no, for for Loud and Live for the the company that's putting on the competition. I will also write for Morning Chalk Up some articles every day recapping the the competition. No shit. So not- Matt O'Keefe is your boss this weekend. <laughs> I don't really uh report to him but the media director for loud and life yeah of course you don't report to him he's way he's like way way <laughs> he's at the top of the food chain but i didn't know that holy shit yeah i've worked a lot of events for loud and life in different capacities in the past couple of years who have you worked for in the in the crossfit ecosystem we know crossfit we know morning chalk up we know loud and live who else we know you've worked with uh tommy and sean yeah, Tommy and Sean. I've been on Bill and Chase's podcast. I've done a couple other guest appearances on some podcasts, but also uh, Dubai CrossFit Championship, Strength and Depth, uh, Filthy 150, and then a few I've worked for remotely, like French Throwdown and the Asia CrossFit Championships two years ago, Fittis in Cape Town, the one year they had it. Um, a lot of times it's just like a consulting role. I'm just providing them information about the athletes and the events and what I think is going to happen. I do that here too. Just so, like, hopefully, we catch the most important moments on video and photography. Um, I often work with the MCs just to, like, up to you know update them on what's going on with the with the race for all the different you know spots that are on the line. In this case, there's like obviously a, someone's going to win, someone's going to be on the cut line for the games. There's last chance qualifier spots. So there's a lot going on in every division. So I just try to point them in the right direction Uh-oh. so they can you know inform the crowd. Oh, you cut out, Brian. Oh, you're back. you're back. Yeah, I don't know. The internet was searching. <laughs> Could you hear me? No, nothing. Oh, oh, damn. Damn, damn, damn. In my head, I'm the biggest thing in CrossFit, and I've only worked for one company. I'm, I'm going to have to recalibrate. Maybe you're the biggest thing in CrossFit. Listen to all those people you've worked for. I mean, I, I was flattered that uh, Travis Mayer uh, – asked me to do a behind the scenes with him and Jason Hopper was trying to court me, I think to do some video or photography work, but in my head, I'm way too big for that. Just a, just a one, a one person follow. Well, don't, don't, don't worry too much because all those different people I've worked for, the total amount of money I've made is probably less than you made in one month. Oh, good. Oh, Oh, good. (laughs) Money is the absolute metric. Um, But I've, I mean, you know, I acknowledged to myself uh, when I started doing this that, um, you know, I was doing it because I wanted to get more opportunities for the athletes. And um, I thought that I had something to offer just because of how much I am able to retain information about the sport. I can't do that with everything, but for some reason, I just remember stuff about CrossFit really well and it becomes valuable. And so 
if I have a value, then that's great. But I, you know, early on I had to prove my value. Yes, me too. Hey, do you, do you, do you, do you think you like CrossFit so much? Because I have two theories that people like you and I like it or liked it, or we entered it one because we do it, but also two that there are so many places to contribute because it's having such enormous, I don't want to say enormous growth. Maybe that is true, but why do you, why do you like to, why do you like to be not only a practitioner, but participate in the games? I mean, you're not a games athlete. No, but I've done the open every year since 2014. And I like try my best on those workouts. I, you know, kind of taper for that event i think that i think it's just cool to be able to i mean i obviously have a competitive background you know played sports all the way through college and that's just like an instinct in me to want to compete and want to test myself this is a cool re, like realm to do that in but it's just as important to me the methodology and the box that's why i work at a gym at a crossfit gym and how I tall are you <laughs> Five ten. and how much do you weigh 165 and how old are you 33 are you getting better, you think, at CrossFit? Yeah. I mean, I had by far, by far my best uh, open performance this year. And um, then I, I made the quarterfinals. And even though I was finished near the bottom of the men in the quarterfinals who participated, I still basically like PR'd in every workout in some way or another. So, Do you have yeah. any, do you have any, did you ever think that when you first started CrossFit, oh, I could train and go to the games? No, no. I never, I, I knew I was too weak. <laughs> In 2008, the media director was Tony Budding, and all through 2007, he said that, hey, we're going to give you a spot in the games in the women competition. We're going to let you compete in the women's competition. And I was so excited for a while. And then as we got closer, I don't know what happened. I just kind of like lost interest. But also then I ended up making Every Second Counts, the first documentary on CrossFit, and I didn't do it. But that, I, in hindsight, I'm thinking, oh, shit, I should have done that. What a funny thing and great – like element well, that would have been i do i do and have done a lot of the regional and games workouts with the women's weights because that's you know i can't i can't move the men's weight so and it's they're obviously great tests and they're way fitter than me still matt just um matt just uh text us and said sorry for the delay coming and here um, he is. i'm gonna try saying that to my wife tonight Here. Are you, can you guys hear me? Mr. Oh, Matt yeah. O'Keefe. Matt, I got a really important question for you. What's that? How bummed are you that the West Coast Classic and U.S. Open are on the same weekend? Ah, uh, that's that's a tough one to swallow. Any any golf fans out there know this is uh this is like one of the two biggest weekends of the year to watch golf. So I am uh Trust me, I got it all on record, so I'm going to try not to pay attention this weekend to the scoreboard and watch it when I get home. Okay, well, I will. I will tell you nothing then. But I do want to know: do you have do you have a pick for the U.S. Open? Um, yeah, I think I think Jordan Spieth, um, maybe John Rahm. It's going to be a Bombers event because yeah. So I think Jordan Jordan Spieth will be in the mix because he's a grinder. But I think it's Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Tony Finau. All those guys are hit it really far. Are gonna be have you been to that there. course? I've played it a couple times. Yeah. Damn, that's awesome. It's in California, Savon. Yeah. Brian, that you you before the show started, you said, "Can I ask the first question?" And I said, "Yeah." And you asked the first three questions, and I, <laughs> you, I don't even I don't even know what the what I don't even know what what 
if, if he wouldn't have mentioned golf, I wouldn't even know what sports you're talking about. You just lost half our listeners. They just turned off. Matt, you're going to have to take your shirt off or something to get them back. Uh, Sevan, you're in uniform. I like this. This is perfect. You wore, you wore the right shirt this morning. Are you drinking? What are we drinking today? Just sparkling water. Oh, nice. Wait, you changed the set. Where are you? I'm in my office because my kids have a, uh, uh, early morning skateboarding session and I know that they were going to wake up and be just crazy. So I took this into my office. This is where I do the important podcasts. Ah, here we go. I mean, we meet this. It's been a while. How you been? I'm great. Do you know Brian, huh? I'm always surprised when people know Brian. I just figure a guy with six followers on Instagram, no one can possibly know him. And you guys are just already shooting shit. By the way, you want to hear that funny story? So when you started doing the podcast with Matt and Josh, and you always had that like empty black box down the bottom right, and I was like, well, who's going to show up there? I was always like, I wonder if Dave's just going to pop in there, you know, and be like the fourth guest now. Like, um, I told Matt, I was like, you guys need a guy that like, you know, is a plethora of useless knowledge. And but, no, no offense, Brian. He meant but, that as a compliment, Brian. That's just a so com- you know, that's a that compliment. actually is a compliment. I wish someone would say that about me. So I was like, you need Brian Friend. Like that, I told Matt, I'm like, you need to have Brian Friend on there and like feeding you guys things. And uh, then all of a sudden you guys pop. So I feel like I put this together. Oh, really? So really you're serious? Like you thought of Brian as the fourth guest? A hundred percent. I told Matt that, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You know, Brian and I met on Instagram, and um, that's how time, every great relationship starts, right is there, it, right? I guess. And just, I just invite, <laughs> and, and I go, "Hey, why don't you come out and just do a podcast with us um, at one of the regionals?" And he was there, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's great! I can make fun of him as much as I want, and he doesn't get offended, and he fucking knows everything. His brain is full of stuff, so he can say stuff. My stuff is empty, so just ridiculous questions pop in. So we're like, we're a great." We're a great duo. I'm an empty cup. He's a full cup. You know what's amazing is, Brian, I know those drapes behind you. So we should have just done this together, sitting next to each other. I mean, I'm in a conference room probably like two fours below him right now. So I, He asked, he said, should we be in the same room? And I got concerned just because we hadn't done that before. So I was concerned about Echo or something like that. Uh, that's a good point. I'm actually sorry. I'm going to pause one second. And then I'm going to turn. It has a feature to do echo cancellation. I just turned it on yours, Matt. Matt, it's trippy. You're one of those people that I think I know, but I really don't know. I mean, I've seen you, you know, a hundred times. We always say hi. We would shake hands. I mean, I haven't seen you in a long time, but when I was working for CrossFit, I would see you everywhere. And so there was always this kind of. You know, there's a lot of people like that in our in our ecosystem. I'm sure with you too. You see them, you know, 20 times a year, but you never got a chance to really talk to them. Besides, hi, how are you? How are the kids? And so it's it's um it's fun, right? That we don't know each other, but now we get to talk, and I get to pick your brain on some things. And you're a relationship expert, and I love relationship experts. Well, thank you. I'll take that as a as a compliment. But yeah, I mean, we have his, a good history. I mean, we've spent a lot of time, a lot of time together at the games, regionals, uh, what are open announcements, you know, sort of on the road. I think you probably have spent more time with me in some of my more stressful moments in my life. So it's than, than maybe anyone. Savan always has this knack for like, being there right at the right moment where it's like, whether it's, you know, in, in a really cool way. And I think history 
um, tells that where, you know, you've got great shots of, you know, I remember being with Dan at that regional and it's like, you know, Dan come off the floor. And I love that, that you have that shot in history because you were the only one that sort of had the balls to ask the question at the hardest time. Um, and it's funny, like I work with a lot of the athletes and you always had, um, this unique position with them where it was like, you would, you know, be there at their hardest moments. And, you know, I would sort of witness it even with Matt. I'd be like, you okay. And he'd be like, yeah, it's Savan. You know, it, it's, so it's, it, it's <laughs> oh, you know, I got a warm and fuzzy. It, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. But yeah, I'm excited to talk. This is great. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm enjoying, uh, you know, listening to you guys on a weekly basis. Thank you. I, um, the, the athletes were always incredibly welcoming to me and they would even give me feedback. I would get feedback from people like Josh or Noah or Travis Mayer. Um, and, and I got the same vibe from Katrin and from Annie and from Kara, uh, and a bunch of others. I apologize for if I leave out any names, but even in their hardest moments, for some reason, they, I think somehow I lightened the mood for them or I could say something to them where they would come out of their head for a second so that they didn't, they could, they, they could deal with me rather than their own shit. You know what I mean? And I would try to keep it real with them, but they, but like even Josh in his hardest moments would, when I was there would come out of his head a few times. Matt did scare me. Um, Tia terrified me. Um, I, 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 I struggled with, because the, When, when they stay in their head and you approach them, you know, you, you start getting really insecure that you're bugging them, right? And so it's my job to, to get in there and get those real moments, but also, you, you know, you, you want to try to respect them. And I hear Brian talk about that a lot, like about respecting them. Like, hey, if they don't make eye contact with me first or if they don't wave me over, I want to make sure I give them space. So it's, it's, a, it's a really um, delicate, as you know being right there by their side. It's a delicate, it's a delicate time to, they're not only physically exhausted, they're emotionally taxed and they're intellectually at fucking hyperspeed. I don't think anybody's accused you of being delicate. So. <laughs> well, that's the paradox. That's kind of the paradox, right? Like if you're going to show up there, you better, you better show up there. Not, yeah. If you're going to show that, up there. You, that's the like, it's funny though, because I have the backside of that. And never once have I had a scenario where it was like, you know, F Savon, like get him away from me. Like never, I'm, I mean, that's not pumping tight like that. Never. And there's plenty of that that goes on where it's like, God, get that guy away. Like, you know, um, never had, uh, and I, I mean, I mean, that's earned because there's also like the backside of like what comes out through how you, you know, build the story through media. And so I think people, uh, you've built, you know, that takes time to build that respect, you know? And I believe in those guys. I believe in almost everyone. I have hope for everyone, you know? And I bet you, you do too. I bet you that's a similar trait we have. I really, really believe in the individual. Like I, I and I'm so, um, from from the checker at the local market to just anyone to just the guy walking down the street like if a homeless guy asks me for money and even if I say no I'll say hey how are you I just and I want to look at them and I and I'm really interested in people and I believe in them like I'm like man this is this is me like I'm looking at a version of me we're all just 
still though, like, you, you know, and both of you are in this role where you guys are there close to the athletes at their most vulnerable times, potentially. And is that something that you feel like you've had to learn how to like massage those situations or is it something that comes naturally? <clears throat> yeah. I, I mean, I guess I can chime in first on that. Um, my, my perspective, I have a lot of life perspective that I think has transferred really well to what I do now. It's like, it's sort of, I've been climbing a mountain my whole life. And like, I, you know, I landed here at the right time for me too, right? Like to, to be able to be good at that with people and have great perspective. I mean, I'm 10 years sober, for instance. Um, and I don't know if people know that, but that's given me an incredible amount of great perspective on life. Um, and, and given me a lot of hope. I mean, if a guy like me could be where I am today, um, you know, anybody can be anywhere really. And that sounds very cliche and, you know, sounds like BS, but it's true. Like I was in a gutter, you know, and it's, um, you know, to have any position in anything and be, you know, have people just trust you, I think is probably the most in, in, after coming out of a scenario like that, um, is, um, incredible. So I, I have the same, like I, you know, I don't care who it is. Like I try probably too hard sometimes with people because I think, uh, everybody has, uh, value and, and everybody has something to give. And I really pride myself on trying to draw that out. Um, what, you know, again, what, that's like, sounds like that shiny, happy BS, but like, I truly do. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I mean, I, like you were just describing someone feel identical. Like there's just, it doesn't matter if it's somebody checking me out at a whole foods or a CVS or, you know, uh, somebody I work with, I, everybody to me is, is, is got, you know, some great value as a human being. And I want to see that side of it. What it, tell us what you do. What is your, what is your job? What is your yeah. vocation? Not O'Keefe? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I have a technical role, which is, you know, running a sports marketing agency. Uh, and what that encompasses is a lot. I mean, we own events, obviously, Waterpalooza, West Coast Classic, Granite Games, um, Madrid. <clears throat> uh, we manage athletes, you know, you know, which I don't look at it that way, but we'll get further into that. I mean, we help people with their professional life on the endorsement side, basically, in their professional life as an athlete. And um, we do marketing work for brands. So, you know, we represent brands in their marketing efforts, either digitally or physical uh, from an activation perspective. And when you say you manage athletes, is it strictly in the CrossFit space? It is. Yeah. I've been like, you know, I've had an opportunity outside um, and we've done some unique work. You know, for instance, we we work with a climber, Corey Richards. I, you may even know Corey. Um, and then, well, now uh, I'm going to immediately when this is over, I'm going to reach out to the producer of the show and get him on the podcast. He is. He is. He is. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And, and he's, uh, he's got a great story. And, but um, we've worked. With, yeah. I mean, but yeah, specifically right now, it's just CrossFitters. It's funny. Like, I think in that role. Um, a lot of people, you know, look at this, you know, as an, as an evolution opportunity in other sports. I don't, I, it's, it's, it's taught me to want to run deeper in this. Um, it's such a cool space. I love the people and I love the uh, opportunity that continues to rise in it. And, um, it's, you know, there's two sides to, you know, being an agent, there's that contractual side and traditional sports and the marketing side. And I love the marketing side. I have no interest in negotiating an NBA or NFL or, 
NHL contract. That's for others. I, I really love the marketing side. That's what we do. So I think we would always maybe like look at, or I would look at opportunity with anyone with that. But today it's, it's all CrossFitters and I love it. What it, what does that mean? What's marketing? What's what's the definition of marketing? <clears throat> Anything like you could say from like you know being um, looking at appearance opportunities, speak, you know being um, you know giving a you know addressing you know a, a business or a crowd to endorsement um, to you know your own brand you know so anything it's just you know how they operate their business unit non contractual so non sport related well sport related but non you know, in CrossFit, it would be they compete on a floor for a prize. On the other side is the business and marketing. Um, you know, we do uniquely help them all the best we can from like, you know, having a having a support system in their weekend. But um, uh, that's you, what you happened know, to you earlier, that Ryan. with Matt. That was kind of my, you know, you broke up for role. a second. You broke up for just a second. What about Matt? If you're going to drop Matt's name, we got to get the whole sentence. You broke up for, <laughs> for a second. I said that, you know, like sort of my role with Matt was extended, right? Like I was, you know, um, but, you know, so we do do more than just, you know, that business side. We try to support athletes and, you know, having um, a support system in the games week or whatever. But, yeah, it's purely a business scenario where we're trying to, you know, help them develop their brands and find the right fits for them, uh, either with partners or on their own. So someone DMs your athlete, sorry, Brian, someone DMs your athlete and says, Hey, um, we have a comb. We want you to, um, you know, sell or put on your Instagram and someone in, and you do represent Matt, right? Just to be clear. I do. Yeah. And, and then Matt would just take a screenshot of that and send it to you and you'd reach out to them and you'd be like, Hey, why did you, and then you would start negotiating them. Why do you think this, your comb works well with Matt? He doesn't even comb his hair. And then they explain, <laughs> and you guys talk it out. That's a good example too, right? Because well, first of all, some of them we have access to their DMs, um, and and we're linked to their email, uh, on, like uh, message click on their social, so we will we would directly receive it. Um, but yeah, like that's a good example because I think one of the things that's been really cool about the CrossFit space on that side and has evolved in a great way is like you know getting away from like the have to take deals with companies to make hey to like being able to be selective with brands that you believe in so yeah and it's like you know that whole process is is the fun part you know it's like does this fit you know and you know guys like matt being able to be like very selective about who they work with and who they you know want to now invest in too right like there's even that going on so it's super fun but yeah that's exactly how it would go so you've seen the dick pics I've sent Matt. You're, you yeah. have access to his DM. You must be impressed. No wonder, no wonder he came on the show. I set myself up for that. I knew that was coming. I was like, wait, here we go. Here comes the question about what happens in these DMs. So I would say that, you know, it's uh it's appalling what happens in some of these DMs. So God, I um, wish something appalling would happen in my DMs. God, <laughs> damn it. Uh, um yeah. so um, how old are you? That's a really personal question. You don't have to answer. Um, I, no, 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 I'm, jo I'm, jo I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm oh. 44. I'm 44. And so at 34 is the year I found CrossFit. Um, me, and me at too. 30, wow, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. No. And tell me about getting sober. It, it, um, why did you get, um, and you have four kids? No, no, no. Two. Two kids? Two, and yeah. how old's your oldest kid? 15. Okay. Uh, and uh, one boy and one girl? 
Yeah, uh, my boy will be 13 in a few weeks, and my girl is 15. And are you still married? I am. Yep. Holy shit. For 20 years, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt O'Keefe has crossed the 51-yard line of what makes raising successful kids, having a successful relationship with your wife. It's kind of really that easy. Um, it, it, it is. It's, I mean, I mean, God, we could talk about that for hours. It's a super, I mean, it's a fun challenge. I mean, a 15 year old girl, and I hope my daughter listens to this cause she'll smile and laugh, but boy, that's a new world. Like, good Lord. I was, you're not a, like, I feel like, you know, you have a child and you're not ready. You're never ready for anything. That's like, you know, I have clients and friends like Pat Fowler just had a baby and it's like Cole Sager just had a baby. Annie. it's like, you figure it out, but that comes again on the tail end, especially with a high school girl. It's like, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know if I'm gonna, it's crazy. The stuff. I mean, I feel for her too. It's like what's going on in her head. Like I can't imagine. I remember being that age and being insecure and, and as a guy, like, I, I just, I can't imagine what she goes through. It's like, I want to like wrap her bubble wrap, but I also want to kill her sometimes. <laughs> You're an you're an amazing example. Um, you, 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 I, I'm, I would presume you're an amazing father because you're an amazing example. And it's interesting. So that means you quit drinking when your daughter was five. Your oldest child was five. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did you quit drinking? Uh, I mean, they're a piece of it. <clears throat> My family, um, and you know, I did it for me. Like you know, what you learn, you know, it's hard to 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 know this the day that you like think sobriety is a path for you but if you're not doing it for yourself um, because you know you you can't fix everything else or like support everything else and and make everything else right around you unless you really make yourself right Um, i did learn to do it because it was the right thing for me personally mentally and physically you know i was just like um not i mean did you you get a dui no, you probably would have saw me and been like, oh, I just like a guy that parties and it's just, it can, it was all consuming, right? It just like was, you know, there was no off switch. It wasn't a daily thing, but it was like, you know, when it happened, it was like, you know, I don't even know how it ended up stopping. It just stopped because I couldn't stand up anymore. Right. So, you know, I had a young kid and, and <laughs> two, I had two, I had two young kids and it was like, you know, I had this amazing wife that, you know, was just putting up with and now real quiet about what she was putting up with. Right. And I don't know. I was lucky that the light bulb went off. I think I just had this moment where I was like, what am I doing to these people? Like, you know, these beautiful kids, my wife, like I, it, it kind of like, I think the real moment was, you know, it dawned on me what my wife was putting up with, you know, just Jesus. Wow. I mean, the fact that I'm still allowed to stay at my house is crazy right now. This is cool. Like I need to fix this. But I think the like the proudest <clears throat> piece. Um, it's very emotional every year, even for my wife. You know, she's like very like it's like a that day. Funny enough, like my sobriety date is the day after her birthday, so you can imagine what that day of her birthday was like. It didn't go well, right? So, in in um, but she um, you know, she's emotional and celebrates it in a great way. She's like very proud of it. And I am most because of my kids, like they have no concept from that me, you know, like they don't remember it and they're never going to see it. So it's like my why, you know, they're, uh, they like, it, it's, you know, mom, mom has a glass of wine every once in a while. And they're like, you know, they're pro- like, dad doesn't do that. Mom. It's like, that's right. You know, it's cool. Is your, is your wife English? <laughs> is your wife English? 
Um, she, you know, her heritage. She a foreigner? No, 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 no. She doesn't have a funny accent. She doesn't sound smarter than she is. She's very bright, very way brighter than me. She's a partner at a law firm. You know, she. uh, Well, then she uh, should get an English accent. She that's like an automatic, like in Scrabble, a double. She would like that. What is that like? (laughs) When you get double the points. Wait, so so Matt, you just you just decided decided that day. This is it, and I'm done. Well, here, so I like had made a bet. Funny enough, on a January one bet, I was going to take the three first three months, which is, by the way, this is like the snowball of like, you know, when in sobriety, it's like, you know, I was going to take a few months off because it was like, you know, a test. It's like, yeah, right. Like, you know, the shit was hitting the fan, but I made it. um, I went on a ski trip with my wife and I was like, just like white knuckling. She's like, just fucking drink. Who cares? You know, and uh, I was it was a bad night that that was her birthday and i woke up the next morning and i was like i'm done like this this was all i that that was just an identification thing it was like i can't i'm not good at this you know i need help so, so you were trying to quit that day on a I was bet try, i was, was trying so to quit that month that that like i was trying to like maintain a status i had like not drank since january 1st right and i failed did you ever go to aa Oh yeah. Every, every day for five years, like literally every day, it was a routine thing. And I, it was like to get through the struggle and like find, you know, people that thought like I was and how they coped and like fixed their life or put it together. And then it was just like good people that I wanted to be around. And, you know, with a lot of my, you know, travel and how busy I've got. It's a great global network. So I do occasionally find places in Europe or whatever, you know, to, it's like, you know, it's funny. CrossFit helped me a lot. Like it, it's, um, it's healing, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I found a program that I'm going to do some work with Phoenix. That's doing a lot of great CrossFit people. for, for great recovery. Yep. And it's, um, you know, I was very fortunate you know, and there's a lot of people in recovery in CrossFit, right? So there's like, a, there's a nice network, but like I've gotten away from it, which isn't the best idea as a, as a sober human being. But, um, you know, Matt's very public about his sobriety. So we, we've had each other to, to lean on with that too. But yeah, I used to go every, every day. The communities are so similar. You can go anywhere around the world and go to a meeting. You'll be welcome. You can go anywhere around the world and go to a box. Welcome. <clears throat> except, uh, except, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, I, um, I feel like, you know, there's, you know, everybody kind of has a way that they look at, you know, the CrossFit. I mean, there's so many angles on it and it does so many great things for me. Um, it's an area that like, I'm getting more and more excited about, honestly, especially I went and worked out at Phoenix last Friday. They've served 10,000 people this year. They're going to serve wow. 250,000 people. And we're talking like 48 hours sober people like doing CrossFit. And I'm like, this is it like this, this, you know, I mean, you guys have all had, it. it's like, there's a lot of that. It's like, this is it in CrossFit, right? This is it for me. It was like, Oh, I'm in. And, and I'm, you know, he just got a $50 million donation from somebody. And I'm like, Whoa. I get it. Yeah. Whoa. Like, Fiend, the Phoenix program did. Yeah. They're about to like do some real great work. Uh, I mean, they've done incredible work, but like now he's going to be able to like really spread his wings the way he wants to. And um, what's the guy's name? I've met Scott, him before. Scott Strode. Yeah. 
I, I met him a few times. I went out to see him with Greg. He was fantastic. He was fantastic. Cool kid. I mean, he was like, you know, sticking needles in his arm. You know, he's just like, you know, he's open about it. It's, um, he, he's incredible. Boston story, you know, like they're right on meth mile. Um, the, it's like they run their 800 by people that are like killed over. I mean, it's there's like, a, there's a street called the meth mile. Yeah. That's like yeah. the, wow. Yeah. It's, um, you got to check it out. Like I, I, uh, I like, <laughs> that's, last a, that's a strong name for, a street, <laughs> for a I mean, nickname for a street. Damn. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy that they ended up there of all places that they could end up. It was like, it's, it's kind of perfect, but they, um, I mean, dude, I, I hadn't been in real, like I had been told like a, they used to do their program out of CrossFit in, um, back bay, Reebok back bay at the time. And they finally got their own building. I mean, I, I, I was floored, but I went last Friday at their, they have a seven thirty class and it's, um, there were like 30 people in it doing CrossFit and like of all walks, um, what is it? You're so sober cool. for 24 hours and then you get free access to the gym, but you have to be sober for 24 hours. For, 48. For okay. Them. Did it used to be 24? 24 is minutia. like, is like a, you know, that you're looking for 24, like, you know, but, but the, um, they're 48. Maybe it used to be 24. I think okay. 48 is a good idea to, before you want somebody working out. Putting a barbell overhead. <laughs> yeah. My, my, when my, my wife and I were both like go from CrossFit on the exact same day. And, um, in a, in a previous life, she was a breathing and yoga coach. It was like basically her, what she was going to do. And she traveled all over the world training. Then she got in a, she got hit by a car crossing a crosswalk. And then the CrossFit thing started taking off. And as she healed, she moved over into the CrossFit space. But what's interesting is the day she got let go, there's a CrossFit gym that never closed down during the pandemic that is um, the so-called pandemic that is um, in our area. And it's like a 50 acre, I'm making that up, rehab. It's a big, gigantic rehab that's about 10 or 11 miles south of us called Elevate. And the owner knew her because my wife had, was on the affiliate team for a little while. And the owner had talked to her a bunch. And I guess she had heard that my wife got let go and immediately reached out to her and said, hey, do you want to teach yoga and breathing? at our rehab. And so my wife's been doing that, you know, three days a week, which is great for my wife. Cause it gets to revisit her old, her old practice. And now she's like full blast back into yoga and back into teaching breathing. And the program is exploding and that's, that's not a, th and that's not a good thing, but, but, but it's because, <clears throat> you know, it's telling of the times, but ba basically I, I think rehab, I mean, those Phoenix guys, are in a tremendous space that the world really, really, really needs right now. Right. But then we know that, you know, the average weight gain of people during this last year and a half in the United States is like 26 pounds or something like that. They only have and that I'm one sure location. 13 of that's from alcohol. Sorry, Brian, go ahead. They, do they only have one location? No, no, they have another location. I think they're in Lake Tahoe also. Uh, De Denver, Denver. El no, no, sorry. Not Phoenix. Uh, uh, the one my wife, the one my wife's at. Yeah, yeah, were you yeah. talking to me or to him, Ryan? Uh, I guess both. Yeah. Oh, don't lie. Who are you talking? Oh, about? wow. That was the most Swiss response I've ever heard in my life. Is that is that your role in this? Massage uh, everybody. I was thinking about Phoenix. Um, I it, didn't, it struck <laughs> yeah, me that see, Phoenix might go. have multiple locations. It seemed like Elevate <laughs> probably wouldn't. I don't know. By the way, the, I've heard of the Elevate um, program. 
I would love to go. Like I, I'm like, I, I mean, reinvigorated, charged up. Like that's a purpose thing for me. Like I need to get connected on that. Like to me, like I think. Um, by the way, what you said before, Savan, is really important. Like I don't think that this is, this is exasper- exasperated people's problems, not created them. So like it's a, it's an it's an epidemic. Like it's just a reality. It's a mental disease. You know, becomes physical through you know how you you know, engage whatever you're engaging. But I'm telling you that um, this is just exposed a lot of it and people need help. And yeah, sitting at home for 18 months wasn't going to, was going to, you know, obviously fast forward a lot of people's problems, right? So um, the reality of it is there's nothing really different today than there was 10 years ago. There's a lot of people that struggle um, and just don't have a place to go or know there's a better way, you know, in places like Elevator It, you know? Right. It's interesting. So you you were drinking a lot, and you knew it, you knew that um, drinking and your marriage and your kids didn't mix. And sounds like one of them had to go. And for me, and probably CrossFit was like this. For me, I was smoking cigarettes. I was smoking cloves, like a pack a day. And I found CrossFit at thirty four. And somewhere in there, in the first six months, I was like, oh, these two aren't going together. <laughs> And I really enjoyed smoking. I really, really like smoking. And I was like, one of these has to go. And then I was like, well, eventually smoking has to go anyway. It's not like anyone who's thinking about smoking, I'm going to tell you something that no one ever tells you. Don't ever do it. And the reason why is for two reasons. One, you have to quit. So why even start something you know you have to quit? And the second thing is, is as you get older, it'll haunt you in your brain. What damage did I do? And you never want to give up real. You never want to give real estate up in your brain ever, 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 ever. Uh, so, do, you, do you do you think do you think about like it's funny? Uh, we'll get like dark in the matrix now, but like that, I think of that often. Like that's a that's a thought that I I spend time on, which is like you know what can't what have I done to myself that I can't reverse that's going to shorten my path right? I, my, my, I lost my mother this right. year, six, 69 years old to, and she smoked for 30 years, you know, and she had quit, but she drew, she died from a lung disease that was created through all that time smoking. Right. And it's like 69, I'm 44. Like that's not a lot of time left. I got a lot to do. I don't want to go, you know, it's like, what have I done? I mean, I chew, I've chewed tobacco on my life, you know, it's like, okay, there is some, you know, I don't, anymore um, but it's like there's something i did to myself there through that i'm sure that's probably not going to help me live to be 100 you know i think about that often yeah that that the smoking thing really used to come in my brain a lot like oh shit how much better would my score have been here how much permanent damage have i done to my lungs but what's really crazy about crossfit and eating right is i feel like more and more those thoughts leave my brain. Like if I used to have them every day and then I had them once a week, now it's just like once a month. But, but of course they're still there. But, um, I just feel like every time we do a workout, we change all our fluids. We change our oil. We, we agitate the system. We shake all the, you know, it's like, it's like, I imagine like a, what are those things called with all the little holes in them? Like a cauldron, uh, not a cauldron, a, um, strainer. A strainer. Yeah, I feel like just every time we do a, a CrossFit workout, we're shaking the strainer and the batch is just falling out. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think we're good. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not what, just saying that. I think we're no, good. No, you're, you're, you're right. You're good. right on that. Like, well, it, as good as you can be, right? Like, there's nothing right. else. You, like, you're, you're every day. That's like the whole AA thing. It's like the only thing you can do is like live in the day, do the next right thing. 
I, that that's, you know, I apply that to my health, you know, like, so it's, you know, I feel like, you know, it's funny. Like I've always thought of that as like the, the program they call it or the fellowship, man, people should read that book, you know, who, who sober or not, you know, it's like, that thing is it's just life. It's like, okay, so apply that to like eating. I mean, you know, this, you probably spent more time on this than anyone is like, you know, alcoholism, there's isms all over the place and the the food is in that category for, and that's probably the biggest epidemic in the world, right? Like people just not know how, how to eat or, um, what to eat, but you know, you can help yourself with that, with the same thing with that. It's just, how do you do it? You put like, you, f- you figure out how to make the next right choice. And by the way, it's like, you know, I'm not perfect. I got to be perfect with alcohol. I promise you that nobody wants to see that, but you know, food and health and wellness. Like I just try to work out every day and I try not to eat like an asshole. You know, it's like, okay. If I think you're working out all right, you have a fantastic, uh, physique. You're a strong CrossFitter from the numbers I've seen, but do you still ever, like, I see a lot of pictures with your shirt off next to these, like, I mean, like you're the world's False. most healthy pony, but I see your shirt off next to these fucking Clydesdales, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! I won't even take my shirt off at the local pool. <laughs> how, 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 help me out. How do I? How do I quit being so like thinking like? How do How do I get to that level? How do I get to be like, yeah, whatever, fuck it. I don't. You know, it's funny. They I need made- two beers to take my shirt off at the beach. Now- <laughs> They've made me feel comfortable in general. It's like, what? I mean, honestly, I'm probably, you don't want to take your shirt off next to Matt or Tia or Katrin. No, any or of those guys. Crazy. I mean, it's like, because I feel like I look all right, but I look really shitty next to those guys. So it's. Yeah, um, you probably, you look great in the mirror at home naked, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you take your shirt off next to Matt and it's like, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is like some. This guy's really got his shit together. He's got his his head his head screwed on straight. He'll take his shirt off next to these guys. Well, the evolution is I keep my shirt on a lot now because it's like you know what I think I've I think I've realized what you what you're realizing is you're probably looking at it and being like the guy's crazy. What is he doing? Put your shirt on. No, no, no. Actually, no, no, not at all. Actually, I apologize if it came across like that. No, you look great. Thank okay, you. you look you look fantastic. Occasionally, I'll see some stomach muscles in your photos. You're tall. You stand up straight, but still, like I mean, and you're I, I, you're you're the kind of guy you're, you're just like the rest of us CrossFitters. If you walk into a Starbucks, you look around, you're like, shit, I could run a mile, three miles before anyone here even gets off their seat. <laughs> but still, it's it, it is it a is it a lot? And you're still young. You're only forty four. Is it is it um, physically? Does it ever get in your head that holy shit? Everyone around me can run a mile carrying me faster than I can run a mile. <laughs> like is. if you wanted to set a world record, Matt O'Keefe's record mile time, you'd be better off having Matt carry you. I mean, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's like Jesus. I mean, I I I'm 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 thousands of miles away from Matt and Josh, and I feel that like that when I'm on the podcast with them. You know what's funny is um. That's been like my, my uh, experience in fitness and particularly CrossFit has been a lot with those guys, <clears throat> particularly Matt. And I tell this story a lot, but it basically is that I got really unfit hanging around with really fit people early on because <clears throat> I was more intent on comparing and racing early. You know, there's a lot of people that first CrossFit experiences like, that. you know, they get competitive and 
and I would get my ass handed to me in workouts to the point where I would let off the throttle. Right. I, so I was like, you know, working out next to, you know, Matt or guys like Matt and it'd be like, you know, he'd be like doubling me on a workout and it'd be like, fuck, I'm just going to just kind of finish and coast it in. And before I knew it, it's funny. I did a workout with Ben Bergeron in Vermont. I'll never forget this. And, and we were up visiting Matt. It was early on and he was just like, I was like, dude, I, I, I'm in a rut. Like, I don't, he's like, you move really slow. And I was like, it was like, it was, like, <laughs> it was an eye opener. And he, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm trying really hard. He's like, you're moving so slow. He's, he's like, I know what happened is you learned to move slow because you're getting throttled by these guys. He's like, you need to move fast and like push yourself. And it was just like a good check. I remember it all the time when I work out. Like I literally like, you're moving slow, Matt. You're moving slow, Matt. Push yourself forget that like you know this guy's kicking your ass or like you're kicking this guy's ass like it's not about that it's about kicking your own ass but yeah dude i got like super i mean i was fit but like i got for me you know i was going the wrong way and i'm like fuck i'm working out every day what is going on right now you know you, you should have told ben i'm moving slow so i can get more muscle contraction <laughs> and bigger muscle you, have, you needed to come back oh yeah. man matt can a CrossFitter make a million dollars a year? A, 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 a games athlete, can they make a million dollars a year? Non-games athlete, I won't even categorize them. Can a CrossFitter, a CrossFit athlete, is that, is that a real thing? Yes. Can, can a CrossFit athlete make a million dollars a year? Yes. And how do they do that? Uh, <clears throat> predominantly through endorsement. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, that, give, like, give me more course. things to the code. Like, do they have to be good? Oh, do they I'm have sorry, to not yeah. be drinkers? Like, what's what's the? I'm just looking for a big, um, a, a big picture. Like, like for people who, um, I'm not trying to get into the TMZ side of this. I'm trying to yeah. get into the um, generic uh, prototype. Like, like. Yeah. So that's like a tough that. There's a uh, there's a formula, but the formula is different per person, right? Because it's like you know, well, Matt and Tia, by the way, they're like incredible brands too. They're like this like accumulation of a many factors that allow them to be very successful, you know, on business and athletics, right? But do you manage both of them? You manage Tia also? Yep. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. So there's just like this. Um, but everybody has their formula because there's plenty of incredibly successful business units. We would call them or, you know, brands, individual athlete brands that aren't winning the CrossFit game, you know? So, um, Ryan Fisher, Marcus Philly. Yeah, I don't work with either of them, so I don't know, but they're killing I, but it. I, I think they're that they're, I think yeah. they're doing really well from my optics because yeah. they're just, you know, smart people that have figured out, um, a path and, and are, well, but, but they are the answer. That's the answer, right? It's like, they're very true to themselves. They have a brand and yes, they're, okay. they're, they're relentless, you know, and in their, their pursuit of, you know, what they're interested in. And, 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 and that's the truth on like, you know, I think that's like the foundational formula is just, you know, a lot brand alignment or, you know, true to, you gotta be true to your brand first, right? Like you have to be something, um, what you know that's true to you like i think matt's done a better job of this than anyone right like you know i'm biased but like i will tell you like matt did not compromise a speck of anything his entire career and doesn't still today it was like not putting programming out before he, he retired right like that wasn't like a 
you know, a, you know, business move anywhere along the way. I was like, I would just never share any of my shit with anyone. So like, I'd be a hypocrite if I did that. He could have made a ton of money doing that his whole career. And he's like, no, no, that's just like hypocritical. I would never do that. You know, and it's, and, and, and it's, um, that's a big piece of it, but it's, um, you know, there's just like, there's many micro factors, you know, uh, as you know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, in the end, selling products is, you know, going to get you paid, right? It's, you know, but, but staying true to who you are and being like a, a very true brand and platform is like the answer to it, right? And, I think and that's of, uh, to, to I think of Dave, of Dave Lipson and Camille, like they both have very separate markets that they're appealing to and both of them are very true to who they are but dave as far as i know also like redefined his own physique and then said this is how i did it and if you want to do it i'll show you how he's a he is an awesome brand like i i i i think dave's brand's really cool like you know and it's not but it doesn't have to be for everyone there's like more evergreen approaches you know dave's a very niche approach but that's a very successful approach i guarantee you dave does really well you know, um, what, what does that mean? True to who you are? Yeah, that's cliche as you know what, right? Like I, I, I get it. Um, but, but, but I mean it, it's a sincere question because I yeah. think a lot of people think they're true to who they are, but they've, but when I, I'm like, no, you don't know who you are. You're being true to who you're not. <laughs> well, but I think that for me, for me, I think that the answer to that is that example I gave for Matt is just like, you know, <clears throat> you know, do people have a price tag? Like, so when you're talking about endorsement, it's like, <clears throat> are you doing a deal to do a deal or are you, you know, doing a deal because you love the brand and, you know, um, you believe in the product, you know, and it fits really well with your brand. It's like, you know, Matt on his own product side, you know, it wasn't even a question that's true to yourself. Like you have values. So staying aligned with those, um, by the way, that's hard, right? Like and that's and everybody in life, has to do things for money to be able to advance in life, right? At some time or another, getting yourself in a position where you don't have to make decisions based on that is amazing. But there's a progression to that. And I've been a part of that since like, whatever, 2013, because early on it was like, okay, like how do we make enough money for you guys to be able to do your job, right? To, you know, but yeah, that's true to yourself. It's just like, how can your values align perfectly with everything you do in your life, right? You know, it's, um, the dream, I, I, you know, maybe somebody don't dream some, maybe people don't dream that uh, I do, you know, um, I think that's like the easiest way to walk through life is like you get up in the morning and you're like, Oh, my job lines up with how I think and how I feel great. Amazing. Right. Like that, that, that should make for a very easy day. Um, I think people also, um, I just saw a great I saw a great example of this on Instagram the other day. I think the guy's name is Patrick David. He's an Armenian Iranian guy. Anyway, the the thing about being true to who you are and like and you just said you use the word it makes life easy, it makes getting up easy in the morning is people will start to also resent you and be jealous of you for how and you won't even know it because you'll be completely oblivious to it. Yeah. And because you're making life look so easy and you're not compromising and they cannot figure out for the life of them how you're getting ahead. And for those people who are being true to themselves and life is easy, they're not really sure how they do it either. But but you also said something in the in the beginning about yourself that you have a lot of life experiences that help 
in your current role because because it gives you perspective. If you don't have perspective, it's really, really, I, I mean, I would even go as far as to say it's impossible to be yourself. If you have not gone through a, some really difficult times in your life, and I'm not talking about doing Fran, talking about just for the most cliche one, someone died in your life um, or yep. you were homeless or there was some, you didn't have a real gut check, like a real, um, it's really, really hard ever then to be true to yourself because uh, seeing what you are, who you are, you choose the word is almost impossible when it, it, it's like going skiing, it's like going skiing and ha- on a freezing cold day, and then your balls are sticking your leg. It, it's as difficult as reaching into your pants and pulling them off your thigh. You just can't because you got too many layers on. And so it's like that. Wow. It's like you that just won't. Dark, that was a dark analogy. <laughs> a beautiful analogy. Hey Matt, Matt. I wish I, I apologize. It's a bit sexist. I wish I could come up with one for women, but like if you have to make an adjustment, it it, it you've got layers and layers. The clothes on just sucks. It'll fucking drive you crazy. I don't know what I don't know what uh, skiing, women adjust. Skiing but. is yeah, that, that's a rough play on skiing. Listen, that that part. You know, one of the funny points to to make on not funny. The interesting points to make on that is like I'm amazed at people who are successful at younger ages because you know. And again, maybe my wiring system was just, you know, I, you know, I'm very comfortable with where I'm at today and proud of it, but like, you know, I couldn't figure it out at 30, you know? And again, I was like, you know, I had a bottle in my hand, like I was a hot mess. But my point is, is like, I see a 30 year old, like I look at a guy like Will Ahmed from whoop and he's 28 years old and he's got a company that's valued at a billion too. And it's like at 28 years old, I like could barely wipe my ass on my own, you know? Um, and I'm just, I'm amazed. I think that's super cool because you're lacking what I think is the the makeup of me is just life, right? Like I've been able to experience enough that like, I know that you can't make the same mistakes twice and you know, you only know what you know and that's the evolution for me. And like, you know, I feel very comfortable now, but like at 28, he's walking into things, you know, that are crazy. It's, I just, I, I find that awesome and amazing. You know, I, I think that's it takes an inc- extraordinary human being at that age. Or how are they going to do it? How are they? If you're so successful at that age, how are you ever going to find yourself if you haven't found yourself yet? That's also like a like a holy shit. Like I mean, um, you can you can see this with Matt. I hate to I hate to use Matt as an example, but. Matt is so, so successful, and yet he's still tempered enough. This is the most remarkable thing for me about Matt. He's still tempered enough to still be searching for deeper parts of himself. Like he doesn't walk around like he has that shit figured out. At least I don't get that impression from him. He has room still to know and uh, to learn, to know. You know what I mean? He's, he's open. Think it, listen he's to, listen to you guys talk about this. is reminding me of the, the bucket list. Have you watched that movie? Was that with or J- Robin Williams or no Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman, and they okay. they meet in late in life. But Morgan Freeman has had a hard life, and he's he knows who he is. And Jack Nicholson very successful throughout his life, and he waits till the end of his life basically to start asking those questions, and then finds it out. And I don't think there's a you know everyone's paths can be different, but that's just what who are you who, who are you comparing me to Morgan Freeman or Jack Nicholson? You're Morgan Freeman. I like that. I, like I think that. what he was yeah, he was asking like a guy about like Will who's yeah. had so much success so early 
has he had the opportunity to ask those hard questions? And it's, you know, it doesn't, you don't, I don't think that you have to do one before the other necessarily, but th that just came to mind. Uh, but I would agree too. Like, you know, what problems arise, you know, out of scenarios like that, because you're, you know, you've raced to where you are professionally on the personal side, right? Like there's like, all everybody's got their shit, right? It's like, I look at uh, Matt, Matt, and you bring like, you know, I think a lot of people look at me and like, oh, everything comes back to Matt. And it's like, you know, I've spent most of my time with him and, and you've just pointed something like Matt's extraordinary. Like he, he's sober longer than me. He's 10, you know, 12 years younger than me, you know, um, incredibly successful in sport and business, right? Like he, you know, I, he's another one I look at and I mean, I learned from him, you know, we learn with each other. We have a great relationship, but like, he's a, an extraordinary human being and very thoughtful and by the way, like one of the things that I think is most interesting about him, because I, I get, I'm like there with him and Sammy, because on the uh, emotional and relationship side, you know, life's developing. Like he's been like a cyborg for years because he's been trying to accomplish this like one goal. Um, and it's been super cool to watch him just, you know, you know, be able to step back and be like, wow, I, I don't know how to do this. You're right. Like I suck at this. And, you know, how he's like building that stuff he built through you know pursuing this other goal now into the life it, like he's a i wish people got to like peel his onion back a little more and see more of him because he's um man he just like got such great perspective and he's such a smart guy and i'll, I'll not i can't call him a kid anymore but like he's incredible he, i i got uh i learned from him at my age you know it's really cool i'm excited for them to have kids and watch that I mean, super babies. <laughs> I well, I just love, I yeah. just love, um, it's fun watching people. One of the reasons why we love Matt so much is because we got to watch him compete in the, what I think, you know, outside of maybe the UFC, the hardest sport in the world, um, and, and win it five times and just. I'd agree yeah. with that, by the way. That's. But then, but then I love seeing, I, having a kid is like that too. All of a sudden you're like, okay, mm -hmm. it's like. Now we're going to get to watch some but other shit. I got I got to ask you Matt. Do you, you think it's harder to win the CrossFit Games than it is to win the US Open? The US there's, Open in golf? Yeah, man, there's yeah, so just, many golfers. Very, yeah, um it, it it's it, it is a good question. I um they're very uniquely incredibly insanely unrelatable hard both of them because it's um I can relate to both uniquely because I'm I have competed in golf, tried to qualify for all that stuff. Like and what they do is <clears throat> just insane and in precision. It's more, there's a physical component, but there's a lot more skill to it on that side. You know, um, hitting a golf ball is maniacal, especially out of five inch rough. But I think what crossfitters do is the hardest thing in the world. I personally, that's my personal opinion. I, I don't think there's anybody in this world that chooses harder on a daily basis than a crossfitter. For, for a profession that's and and i'm i think ufc is pretty damn hard too and i think they choose like very hard in training um i still don't think like i've just watched what matt and ta and Katrin and these guys have done on a daily basis it sucks and be able to get out of bed and do that like good on them like that's that's a rough existence to to live on that edge to be the best it's a horrendous road to toe it's a horrendous it, it, it is. You know what would be funny to do is to take all the weights, try to someone calculate all the 
weight that Matt has moved in the five years that it took him to win the games and then draw a picture of that, like a pile of rocks that's that big and be like, okay, you have five years to move that. And you know, we're not even going to make him compete in the games and just be like, it must be just like a fucking pile of rocks that's like a mile high. I mean, something that would break someone's soul. They would rather die. Do you know what I mean? Seriously. It makes me dizzy thinking about that, honestly. Let's make, let's make that poster. That'll, oh, that's a great poster for Matt. Brian, Brian's like wheels are turning right now. He's like, I, I think I have a number for you. Nah, I can't. He has that, everything that he's ever. He's had everything he's ever done written down. He could probably, you know, like, he'd probably love calculating that. That would be amazing. Who is your first client? Matt. Matt is your first client. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's how I got in. I wasn't. I wasn't in the business. Like, I got into it because of him. What? Tell, tell me about that. How did you meet Matt? And tell me about that. Give me. Give me some details on how that reader read digest condensed version is I owned, I owned a clothing company redline gear which was like a brand a crossfit brand at the time like i was a member at a gym sorry to interrupt is that brand still around i get so many dms from people saying where can i get the red old redline shorts will you ask matt so that's gone no it's gone it's gone I, okay I will, you, will you ever was, bring it back bring it back the redline hwpo line people would buy that I don't know. I, you know, you never know. I'll never say never. It was cool. It was just time. I, my cup runneth over, so I had to, something I had to give, you know. But it um, that was a lot of fun. It gave me my start. But that's how I met him. You know, I I was um, I worked out uh, up North Shore CrossFit, one of the original affiliates in the world, uh, in Danvers, Mass. And uh, Allie Henry, a good friend of Matt's from the Olympic lifting program, was lifting at our gym, training for world championships, and. She was like, hey, I'm going to go see this kid I know compete at the ECC, the old ECC, even prior to the one that everybody saw on broadcast and whatever. And um, What's the EEC? What is that? ECC is the East Coast Championship. It was Ben's competition, Ben Bergeron's competition. And um, I was like, shit, I'll I'll go see – I'll go with you. I like CrossFit. I like to compete. You know, yeah, when is it? So I went in. And she pointed to, like, I never, like, thought to ask who she was going to see. And I had seen Matt at regionals that year, uh, Northeast at Reebok, because he was the, you know, I saw him that day do the overhead squat and sit in the bottom of the squat and look at Chuck Coswell and go, am I low enough? With 300 and something pounds overhead. And I'm like, who the hell is that kid? He's so <laughs> cocky and amazing. That precocious. <laughs> yeah. so, so I went, um, and it was him. And she would introduce me, and I was like, oh, I'm, you know, a couple of weeks later, I was like, oh, I'm starting a clothing brand. He doesn't look like he has any sponsors because he looks like an unmade bed. Like he's wearing a V-neck T-shirt and like ripped shorts and Air Max 90s. Like, can I can you give me his number? And so that's how it started. I just was like, hey, I'd love to sponsor you. And he's like, free clothes? Like, shit, let's do it. At the time, it was just like we had no idea what we were doing. But he was getting offers otherwise. And I will say at that time, I was very direct with him. I'm like, you're going to win the CrossFit games. Like, you're that good. Like, I believe that. And I think I know what I'm talking about. And he was like, you're crazy. I just want to win these local comps. And I was like, you're going to win the games. Like, this you know year. What's, you know, know what's so cool? When he tells a story, it's the exact same story. Is it? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because he probably says, yeah, this fucking crazy guy was telling <laughs> me I was going to win the games. And it was like, I, but I, I, it, that's how it happened and like my wife's a lawyer and like he was getting stuff to sent to adam so we're like hey can we just literally 
I'm what I am today on this side because I was like, hey, I just want to protect you. Like, I don't care about what the business relationship is. Like, just don't sign anything stupid, you know? And I got really passionate about, like, you know, do, formalizing that. And nobody was doing it at the time. And you know, then the rest of this was history. Like, I, I, you know, Matt was my biggest fan. Like, people would just ask him, who helps you? You got some great things going on. And he would refer people. Most of my clients came from him. Like Pat Vellner, Brent Fakowski, like his competitors, he'd be like, "Yeah, you should talk to O'Keefe." And, um, that's the stuff that people don't hear about him, you know, um, because he's like this incredible competitor that would probably eat each of those guys' esophagus to win the games, right? Like it's great, but right. those guys are he, you know, would say, "Hey, how do you get help with business?" And he'd say, "Yep, you should talk to O'Keefe." And, and he was okay with that, which is a interesting setup. You know, when you go to the CrossFit games and I'm with him in the back and it's like all my clients are there and it worked, you know? Yeah. He doesn't want to share his programming. He doesn't want to share all the details of his success, anything. And yet he's willing to share his, um, friend and management. And it, there, there is kind of, there is a little bit of a disconnect there. That is, and I wonder if that is a because he saw you as a friend, and so he was trying to get you know he saw you more than just as his secret. You know what I mean? He 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 with you he transcended that. He's like, well, I wonder if it was more for you than for them. Do you know what I mean by that? He's like, this is uh, a really good dude, and I shouldn't be selfish, sure. and I should share him. He deserve he deserves the same growth that I'm having. I think it brought its challenges, but you know, one of the things that you know. Uh, worked really well with he and I was we we always communicated perfectly and um if he was feeling tense around that he would communicate it with me and we just always were like hey before this gets to a point like I'm so proud of the the career that we've had together and the relationship because of that it's like we went through a lot of shit like a lot he had a lot of stress right like stressful to do what he did every year winning one more and like what would that mean and then like who was chasing him and then me working with client we just communicated perfectly i just have the playbook now for like you know for its life it's just like hey by the way if you communicate you're just up front and you know you're you know you're true like things work out (laughs) it's pretty pretty uh, easy but when he decided to go back to school were you involved in that decision did he ask you if he thought he could do both yeah, I mean, I honestly, like, I think, you know, I was involved in every one of his decisions in that, like, he made his decisions most of the time, but, like, he would, you know, I would be a piece of, you know, a, a question, you know, hey, what do you think? I mean, my perspective was, like, you need to finish school, of course, you know, and I didn't, because the problem with school is, like, if you look at today, him retiring, there's no chance he would have gone back because he's, you know, done really well and, you know, he's, um, the motivation might not have been there and it might have been harder. So I thought it was the perfect choice at the time. Um, I thought, you know, I think doing it the way he did, it was the right way to go. Like he, you know, sort of took, he didn't do the full time thing at times. Like he would, you know, periodically take like two classes instead of five. That was one of the best choices he made in his career. You know, it made uh, him really happy, really happy too. Do you remember the, it was, I think it was the documentary when it was, they were comparing him and Ben Smith, maybe before the 2016 games. And he talks about chasing the feeling that it is the, like the product of suffering. Do you remember that line? I remember exact line, but I know what you're talking about. Um, 
that was one of the most like profound things that I've ever, ever I, you know, I haven't spent a, obviously a lot of time with him that I've ever heard him say. And it like really, really resonated with me was I don't like, I don't love suffering. I love what the product of suffering produces. Was that an original thought of his? Cause I was like, you know, maybe I should ask him, but <laughs> no, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of it is, I think, you know, well, first of all, I don't think any of us have an original thought. So <laughs> I mean, honestly, so I, 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 mean, I agree. I agree. There's I like, agree. There's no, We're all like, plagiarizers. We're all plagiarizing. I but, agree. But he, you know, I'm sure that was an accumulation of a lot of things that he'd kind of experienced and learned. So yeah, it was his thought and like, you know, it was how he felt really. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think anybody taught him. It, it really was what, you know, made most sense to him was, you know, I, I think he said, he says something a lot where it's like, you know, the pain, uh, in the gym on a daily basis is far better to endure than it would be, you know, the years of, uh, mental anguish for me, not knowing I did the work, right? Like he talks about that a lot too, which is, I think a lot of people relate to. Um, but he uses quotes of others and he's very clear about that. Like the Jerry Rice quote, like I'm willing to do today what my competitors want. So tomorrow I can do what they can't, you know, like that's a big thing for him. Jerry but Rice stole that from me. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Rice didn't even figure that out. He just said it and put it on a sign and sold it and made a million bucks. But they, they, um, you know, the funny part is, is like, those are just ways for him to organize thoughts of precisely how he lives his life, right? Um, which is cool because, I, and I don't think Jerry Rice taught him how to live that way. It's like, oh, that's how I live. There's a better way for me to say it, you know? Yeah, he's got some cool shit like that. Do you, who who is your second who is your second client? Brooke Entz. And and what is the did she come to you or did you go to her? She did. Um, we were at the Granite Games, funny enough, uh, in 2014, and um, I didn't even know that I wanted to be like a manager or agent. I was doing it with Matt format. How long and, have you been doing it with Matt? through the games that year so like it was like probably you know a year at that point that i was like i wouldn't even put myself as like the agent yet i was like the the friend that was helping him out and she was there we'd met her there and she was kind of like asking him hey like who takes care of your business she was like new she was like coming up in the sport at the time and after that weekend she was like hey i want you to do for me what you do for matt super cool i watch your relationship like he said you're great like um how can how can i get you to do that and i was like shit i've never even thought of like how i would get it you know how i would formalize that with anyone you know he and i just like fist bumped on this thing you know so that was my second client and who is your third client um cole sager really and yeah, I what, believe, I believe, yeah, I believe Cole, I believe it was Cole, so yeah, Cole Sager, I think. I, I ran into and Cole what, yesterday, man. What a great guy. He, 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 I love Cole. I've not known him a long time. Yeah, he's a, he's a special guy in my life. I, I love Cole. What is the, what are the different challenges between managing women and men? And, 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 and I'm open to there are none. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, um, it, it the only uh, the only the, thing the like, camera I think, didn't freeze people. That was Matt O'Keefe thinking deeply. <laughs> oh, did I? I'm sorry. Can you know? Yeah, it. Um, 
there isn't much difference other than maybe how I might feel from a protective perspective. Like I think it's, um, I get a little defensive about how people treat my female clients at times. And so, um, they're objectified, well, you know, by the way, like, let's be clear. Like sometimes, um, there are people that like, they don't bring it on themselves, but like how they choose to market themselves sometimes, you know, unfortunately welcomes some of that because I can be more defensive than I think they would be in that scenario. Um, but I mean, honestly, they're no different. Like, it's not like, um, I think people on the outside would be like, Oh, they must be more emotional. Like, uh, I have some female clients that are as tough as any guy, you know, it's like, so no, it's not a whole lot different other than that. It's just like, you know, I feel a very, like, I, I have like a very, um, you know, large, you know, sense of, uh, protectiveness to them on, you know, they're all dating now. And like, some of them are married, but like that, that, that's where it's like, and, and they're, you know, they've done very well. They have all, like, they have some fame. It's like, what's true and not like, it's good. You got to think about that. It's going to be like hard for Brooke Wells to date someone because it's like, okay, like, do you like her Instagram? And, and she probably goes, well, and I know she goes through this. It's like, how do you meet someone the right way on that side? You know? So, and then, you know, my layer is like, you know, I'm protective on that. So there's like, the do you think you're protective? Is, is that because you have a daughter? You think, you think that that plays a huge role? It, yeah, it does. And it's just not, I, honestly, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'll tell you why, because I genuinely love everybody that I work with and, and I'm, I'm no, I mean, the prote- I mean the protectiveness. I mean, do you think that you have a more protective nature over the female athletes because you have a daughter? And, and that, that- I, I, I honestly, I don't. I'm very protective okay. of guys, too, like in, 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 a, in a unique way. I think that the unique uh, uh, struggle and or like challenge comes because they're females, right? Right. But yeah, no, I, my, my perspective, my, my point was my perspective on that is like I genuinely, you know, Love gets tossed around a lot, but like I, I genuinely love the people I work with, and and um, you know, like I you know finish a lot of phone calls with "I love you," you know, it's like because it, it, I do, and and um, so that's it for me. Like it's just you know, um, it's what I was saying earlier. You're right. I have some perspective because my daughter is like I struggle with what might be going through her head and not being able to help her with it. I do the same with them. They're like my kids. I guess that's it. Like you know, I I do feel like they're my children. Chris Rock did a stand up uh, one time. I, I I'm, I'm going to botch it, but basically, uh, Brian's, I think Brian, ta- Brian's back. Brian's back. We, you, you okay, buddy? Everything all right? <laughs> yeah, I, that usually happens. Did you go pee? Yeah, did you yeah, go pee? Did. <laughs> hey, that's the first time I think you've ever gone pee during a show. And I I was drinking like two to ten cups of coffee a day, Matt, and I used to have to pee in every show. And now I haven't peed like in twenty five <laughs> shows. This straight. is the earliest. Awesome. And I've ever done one of these in the time zone I've been in. Because usually I have a couple more hours to get it all out of the system. That's my excuse. Chris, Chris Rock did a stand-up piece one time. He said something about like, hey, as soon as a girl turns 12, basically everything a guy is saying to her is, hey, you want some dick. Have you ever heard that stand-up routine? I have. It, 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 yeah. and um, Unfortunately. And when, um, when I... Uh, show my kids, even though I have no relationship other than a friend one with with Sogo Snacks, the it, it's just a, something I found on Amazon. I ended up buying it forever. It's a beef jerky stick that has no sugar in it, and I after 
eating them for a year. I called the, I just wanted to talk to the owner of the company and I called him and he's just some farmer dude in Iowa, right? With four kids who wants healthy snacks for his kids. And I get to know him. And when I start making posts, he tells me, Hey, we're selling, we're selling more Sogo snacks. Do you want me to give you a discount code? And I go, yeah, but I don't want any money. I want it to be just go to the savings of the, the people who buy it. Right. And cause I just want to be like, like, like what you did with Matt. I just want to support my ecosystem right. of, of what I like. And I want to draw a parallel there that you have – we don't have to dwell on this, but we have – men are singularly focused, whether they know it or don't know it, that we're born and, and we, we, want, we want to procreate. It's like uh, maybe singularly focused is not the right word, but it's 51% to 112% focused on it. And so when you – if I show a, a beef stick and it gets someone to buy my beef stick or this guy's beef stick, just imagine what it does to men out there when you post a picture of yourself doing pull-ups and what is tantamount to your bra and panties. So – and it, and it does frustrate me that there is a – I'm not saying that people need to be pigs to, the, to these women, but don't right. think for a second – like. This is I, I I detest the fact that people want to beat this character out of men, of of what they right. because it's um you can't beat it out of men it's who we are and if you do try to beat it out of men you'll get some sort of even worse perversion of that by that I mean if you have one of those balloons that you blow up and they make clowns with if you squeeze one end you get some sort of fucking perversion on the other end and it's like you have to draw I'm not we're saying get, that we're getting dark in the tunnel right now I like this I'm not. I'm not saying that um, I, I, people love jumping to conclusions. To what I'm saying, I'm not saying that women shouldn't post that. I'm not saying that men should be vile. What I'm saying is, is just that there needs to be a healthy perspective on what's going on here. You post pictures. You're a 23 year old woman. You spend 24 hours a day working on your body, and and you post all these pictures of your body. And this is going to have a visceral, intellectual, emotional. I mean, I'm sure these. I to go back to Brooke Wells. I'm sure Brooke Wells gets. DMs where people sincerely tell her they love her. I will change my whole life for you. I want to marry sure. you. Like you're the perfect girl. I sure. love the fact that you're religious and that you work hard and you care and we could have a beautiful family. I mean, so, yep. and I don't think that these, these are unrealistic DMs, but I also understand the mechanism. So I just wanted to just throw that out there as a, as a commentary and to, and to smash these men for having that. I, I, I think is to, to smash all of mankind. Like, no, no, People, yeah. we're wired. We're, but that, this is... that part is okay, though. Like, I don't, I think that, and let's be clear, like, what I probably referenced earlier is, is like, it doesn't, and you just said it, like, it doesn't allow, it, it's not okay for you to be a, a, an asshole or a pig, you know? It's like, right. Because, you know, and that's my point, right? It's like, I get that because that, you know, but, but like, think about what you just described. Like, that's really cool. Like, and I guarantee you that contributes to confidence and like, um, you know, that's very warm for a Brooke Wells or a Catherine, whoever is like, Hey, you're beautiful. I would love to take you on a date. Like, that's okay. You know, great. Because that's cool. Like, and then I get that. I just, I, you know, it's funny is like, you just, and it's okay to like people for superficial reasons. It's, it's totally okay. Now to marry them and have kids for superficial reasons. Now you're going to fuck your whole life up. (laughs) Right, right. But it's you okay to like people. For you did. You just. Reasons. You just like somehow tangled an analogy in there with like a blow up clown and distortion. <laughs> like I'm. Uh, I mean, you, Mike, you've you've gone there. 
I don't even know how we went there, but that's amazing. Go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Do you got something to add to that? Tell no, me. No, 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 no. I'm just oh. like I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm absorbing that. The analogies today are on a different level for me. So. Yes, this is good. This is good. I feel like there's going to be some interesting clips that come over this. How, how many clients do you have, Matt? Um, today there's like, uh, I believe it's like 17 individuals. Uh, we also have brands that we work with too. So there's more than, but, but, but individual athlete clients, like 17. And is Loud and Live the same the same company that does the events and the sports marketing also does the management? It all falls under that umbrella. Yeah, Loud and Live Sports. And Matt, er, earlier you said that it was you know something uh, important for your clients to be selective in their brands and not just sign things you know left and right. Do you guys have the same approach when selecting athletes? A thousand percent. I, I don't. Uh, I I think that. We have an opportunity and in, in in one I believe we've earned and I'm proud of to work with a lot of people. I think, you know, we choose to work with people we're aligned with. Um, you know, we, you know, and that, that there's an evolution there too, like even current clients, like, you know, we, um, us, them, them, us, like, you know, we hold each other accountable and there's a lot of values involved in that, you know? So it's, you know, if we don't line up, we don't work together anymore. Yeah, I don't, you know, need to or want to work with people that we're not aligned with so and that's okay too it's not like a edgy thing it's like we're not for everybody it's probably the first thing i think we say or i would say to somebody that's a potential client is i'm not the right fit for everybody you can ask any of them that's like literally one of the first things i would say is like you know and that's like that that's are there any like like hard line let's find out if we're a fit are there What's any that? like hard line, hard line no's where you're like, man, if you're, if you're involved in this, I just can't do it. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm sure you could probably outline some of them like we're not, but yeah, like, you know, if somebody, I mean, I don't know if you're like what the example would be. Like I wouldn't work with Ricky Garrard if that's what you're asking, like, you know. Oh, just because of that? Really? Zero chance. Be, um, because it, because it, I, I was thinking something much harsher. Like if you'd been charged with pedophilia or some oh, shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but those, but, the, but but I think <laughs> I hope everybody has that on their list. <laughs> right, but so is is the reason why? And I hate to use him as an example, and I apologize, Ricky, because I really the, the, all the interactions I've had with you and your brother are amazing. But is the reason why not so much of you, but because you also have a responsibility to your other clients? Not because then if you have one person who's like willing to blur that line of um, using PEDs that then people it would might fall on your other clients or what's what's the reason why? No, no, actually, that's a personal thing for me with Ricky. I just don't like how he handled the whole situation because I think you could, you know, make mistakes in life because I've made plenty like I should be very understanding of that. Right. Um, But, you know, when you know, you're popped and you're singing that you get it. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, I've learned my lesson and you're sending legal letters to guys like me that I should be making, you know, you, you know, uh, allowing you to compete at Waterpalooza because I'm not a CrossFit competition. You haven't got it. So there was, there was never, <laughs> there was never any, okay. there was never any perspective gained there. And he still to this day doesn't get it, you know? So like that, that to me is, um, you know, one situation that's a very good example is just like, you didn't learn your lesson. So, you know, it's just like, it's never stopped. So, um, you, you know, if you make a stupid choice and, you know, you say I made a stupid choice and then you, you walk the, 
you know, you walk the talk, right? That's a different story. Is it, but, does it bother yeah. you if I say I'm, I'm looking forward to him coming back to the competitive landscape? Um, I get that everybody's looking forward to it. I think you're going to, well, this is the reason what, why see what he was, see what he was before at this point, you know, like, I don't think he's a contender or ever will be. So, um, which is like, I think what will be like the most eye opening piece is, you know, Hey, like, I think he's probably worked hard to get back and hopefully get back there. I don't even know that he will qualify. It's hard. A lot of good guys out there in Australia. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also, he's four years older, you know, and like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, Matt. Exactly. Taking time off the sport. Yeah. I would, I, I, I would, um, don't tell Matt I said this, but I would really, and I think it's a good business perspective too. Um, where you, you, in the beginning of the show, you were saying how he didn't want to sell his programming. He was staying true to who he is until he was done. Cause he would never share it, blah, blah, blah. But this is a genius marketing plan you have on your, the two of you put together where he's actually going to come back next year <laughs> and win it. And sell even more programming, um, and and he deserves to sell all the programming in the world because, as we all know, who've talked with him, he the, the guy is like thoughtful to a fault around his programming. He really is, and uh, yeah. But uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. If I I'm going to keep digging under his skin a little bit, plant a little, and it doesn't take much to dig under Matt's skin about competition. It's one thing he'll the the few shows where people thought it was over between us was when I was like saying stuff like yeah i don't think you can come back and i was like wow this is this is working <laughs> i don't I his don't response think... is me i've you know it's like it's like i've killed people for less you know and uh true true i just don't think you know i don't think you'll ever see him compete again i don't either but but you never can say you. never in in certain scenarios that you know who knows? But, but uh, it would be huge for the sport. He, R- Ricky Garrard's not going to trigger him to come back because no. Ricky, Ricky Garrard was doped up and couldn't beat him. So it's like, all right, well, you're clean now, apparently. No, so it's going to be something small. Be- it's going to yeah. be something small you say to him at the pool, like, Matt, you got fat. And then uh, <laughs> it's on. Oh, no, 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 ch- no chance. He's going to be like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though he, 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 he I think he's a he looks really good. He looks lean and mean right now. I shouldn't say lean and mean. He doesn't he doesn't look it's not like he looks skinny or anything, but he just looks like maybe it's maybe it's not even it's nothing more than he's just giving his body a break. I mean he he, he just looks healthier. I hate to break it to everybody, but <clears throat> you know, he's still really fit and doesn't really do a whole lot with that stuff anymore. Um like you know, I was there a couple weeks ago. And he wanted to test the rowing workout that he was going to put into HWPO, and and he um, he got off, and I was like, "How was that?" And he's like, "I hit all my numbers, you know." And it was like, <laughs> in in some of that too, I'm sure. Like, he's really got to refresh, you know. And he's you know he's worked really hard. He has a huge base, you know. He looks great, and part of you know he's really happy right now, like that. I don't know how to put a price tag or like um, quantify that physically, right? Like, you know, what that, what that means. Um, but what, you know, my experience with him is it means a lot, you know, he's like, he's just, you know, you, you, you know, like you probably have friends like this in general, but like, I'm really proud of it with him, but like, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm fucking great. And you're like, oh God, relax. You know, <laughs> that, that's that's him right now. I was like yesterday. I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, my life is amazing, dude. I actually like now because it's him. 
I take a like that makes me really happy because it's like ah I've been a part of that you know um, I'm gonna keep doing working really hard with and for you because I like that that's really good that's my reward that's my currency like that you're seeing me, fruit on your tree gives me a you're lot like of an Armenian you're like an Armenian um, farmer like we can't even pick the fruit on our tree because we're so proud of it we just wait till the birds come and eat it we're just so proud yeah that's your fruit it is, it, is, it is honestly it's like. You're just gazing at your fruit. I do. I do think this thing you said about how critical content, being content or happy or having little stress in your life. I talk to people, members at the gym, about this all the time, and I think that for just the lay person who's exercising, that they need to recognize that there's a lot of stress coming in from relationships, work, whatever, and that can affect what you do in the gym. But at the competitive level, and especially thinking when you're talking about people that aren't necessarily married but are trying to date or are out there and wondering if they should, while also competing. Those things can affect each other big time. I mean, I don't know the athletes the way you do, but I know of a couple instances in the past few years where an athlete's done great and then all of a sudden hasn't done that great. And the rumors I've been hearing is, well, they had you know a personal falling out in their life, whether it was with a uh, family member or a significant other or something like that, and it affects their competitive performance. Is that something? Why you- wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it though? Like, right? Like, it, like think about um, what we do in life. Like, it's like you know, our our analogy would be like, oh, you were off today. Like, you didn't deliver on your pitch. If you're a sales guy or whatever, it's the same for them. Now it has a bigger effect. I've seen a ton of it. Um, you know, I could go back to like results that you guys have all seen, and like even the pundits probably analyzed at some point. You being a pundit, Brian? No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, but seriously, like you would be like, you know, you know, look at a result and be like, wow, like they're slipping. It would be like, well, you didn't know X, Y, and Z. Right. And it's like, you know, it, it but I mean, it's life, but like, that's a hundred percent because it's such, it, it's the peak physical sport. This is what we're going back to like hardest, right? Like the precision on the physical side in this sport, think about what factor stress or any factor would play. Like I, um, you know, anxiety, stress, whatever it is, like it's a monumental factor in this business. A ton on the on the on the competitive. Mostly side. boy, a lot of boyfriend, girlfriend. When when you say X Y Z, boyfriend, yeah, girlfriend. I mean that stuff's that dog dies. Huge effect relationships. Like I've you know I could see it in you know Matt and Sammy have a bad day with his tra- you know and how that would you know um, relate to you know uh, you know like what she had, like result. she left an eggshell in his omelet or something. <laughs> Fucking, fucking uh, snaps on her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at. Oh, hey, what a what a remarkable thing too. You got him and Tia training together that that last year, the last two years. But then both of them paving the way also to have these really, I mean, what appears to be authentic, super crazy tight relationships with Sammy and Shane. You know. Tia with Shane and Sammy with Matt, and it, it th- th- that always fascinated me because I that that either works or it doesn't work. There's no like, <laughs> there's no like middle right. ground, right? It's a for it's part of the formula though. Like if you you know, hmm, Matt, greatest ever, Tia, greatest ever, incredible support system, you know, um, partners that get it. You know, it's an all in approach, right? It's just any sport, any, you know, not any job. Like, I guess people work to just work, but like the people. Uh, I think you had it. Any job, you wouldn't be where you're at if it wasn't for your wife supporting you, right? 
Uh, I'd agree. I, I, I mean, I couldn't disagree. Yeah, that, that's that a hundred percent. Like, but it's it's um to be the greatest. Um, you know, there's all these like, I uh, mean, I'm like, I overanalyze this shit. I'm just such a geek on sport too, in general. So it's just like every accomplishment's harder, right? Like winning one, then two, then three, then four, then five, right? And it's like the micro becomes the micro factors just become greater and greater and greater. And it's just like, what's the, what's the limit? Where is the person's limit? You know, cause there's always going to be that sort of chink in the armor at some point, right. That doesn't allow you to be six or seven or eight time champion. Right. Um, you know, it was like, you know, Matt's moment in 2019, it was like, okay, like nobody thought he would, you know, had ever been tested. Well, you saw he's the most money player in the history of the sport too, because he was backwards against the wall for two, three days and he delivered. Right. So it was just, um, it's like, you know, but that factor is like unsurmountable in other people's game, you know, cause they don't have that, you know? So everybody has that. It's like, what, what you know, why, wow, this person looks like the most perfect physical makeup, you know, they're gymnasts and they can lift heavy weight. And it's like, yeah, but like if your life isn't in line, your partner doesn't work, like all that other shit, it's not going to happen. I promise you. Like there's no, you know, nobody's doing this with one arm tied behind their back. I got to go check mm. now and see who's got a better record on Sundays at the games, Rich or Matt. I bet it's Matt. I know. Maybe Rich. I'm blind. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being blind on that, but like, I'll tell you what, like, nobody that that like i don't know i guess rich had his back against the wall but like that year 2019 you've never seen a performance like that in this sport because he first of all was as dominant as he's ever been we had this like crazy scoring system and shit was all over the place and i just have i've never i've never witnessed focus like that because it was like you know some shit that was coming at him was just uncontrollable and it wasn't some of it wasn't even fair you know and it was like okay cool well, I'm just gonna go win every fucking event the rest of this weekend okay cool and he did except the swim like you know that every other event he was just like i'm gonna put the hammer down and take care of business it was awesome in 2009 uh there was an event where they sp- sprinted up the hill at the ranch yeah and they got to the top and rob orlando's at the top and i said to him is this event fair? Do you think this is a fair event? And he said, nothing is fair in CrossFit. That's the first thing. Nothing is fair. And I was like, what a fucking beast. What a great answer. I love Rob. He's, he's, a, he's, become, he a good, he's become a good friend. Yeah, Rob's a man. I've worked, I worked him with him a couple years ago at Wadapalooza on the WZA Strong, which is, by the way, oh, such cool. a cool event. I hope that we're able to bring that one back. We got some cool stuff coming with Waterpalooza this year. You, you, it's you know, true. what's that? Go ahead. Sorry, Matt. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we're gonna be adding some some disciplines. You know, we want to. I want to have two thousand people weightlift power. I want to have two thousand people powerlift. I want to have you know world strongest man there. We're talking to them about that. Hopefully, that works out. Like it's. How about a, a boxing match? <laughs> thought about it honestly um, <laughs> i i i because you know we talked to we talked to img about it a little bit and it's not i i maybe not, maybe the year after i actually want to bring like a mma i'm a huge mma fan I, oh I, me I, too i just think it's like i went with matt to the fight in houston I, I, I mean, I obviously got to do it a little differently than most would going, which was like, I'm so grateful for. We sat like literally in the ring, but it, it's, um, 
to me, it's not worth going if you're not. It's not. It's really not worth going if you're not. I mean, I love watching it on TV too, right? Because yeah. it, it, it's such an art form. Like it's like you know, people you know from a lot of people will be like, ah, oh, it's like. I mean, my wife has been like, that's disgusting. And it's like, you don't even get it. Like you, it, it is isn't. disgusting. It, it is, is disgusting. Not. It's like, Oh, it's, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. It is disgusting. I don't know man. <laughs> what it takes, what it takes to be the best at that. It, it, I can start to relate it to like, what you know, what, you know, Matt and Tia and those guys and Katrin and those guys that have won in the past. Like to me that, that piece is like, Man, it's such a cool sport. There's so many factors in that. I so the fight we went to was a title fight with Chandler and a Brazilian guy. I don't remember who it was. Mm, yeah, Oliveira. Oliveira. Yes. And Oliveira got his face kicked in in the first round. Like it was over. The belt. He was literally saved by the belt. And we're like on the edge of our seat. I love this kid, Chandler. He's also a crossfitter, uh-huh. so like I want to you know see him succeed. But he. Um, like one wrong move and it was over. And it was like, we were just literally with our head in our hands. Like what just happened? Like, that's crazy. And that's what I love about that sport is like, there's no accumulation. Generally. It's like, you got to be perfect to win. Perfect. Just to touch on that fight real quick. I, I wanted Chandler to win, but Oliveira's celebration made him so made me so happy for him. His appreciation and that celebration, what was that like being there? Was that just emotional? I mean, it was emotional. I'm getting chills right now because I'm like remembering it. Um, and that whole thrill of victory thing, like I, I I don't know. I feel like I'm more attracted to that than most because, you know, and I've been able to really experience some cool shit like that. You also know, like you can relate to the work that went into that. That's what you're seeing there. Um, you know, another like um, – Rose Doug, do you, I don't know. Did you watch? Yeah, her she's my favorite. She's amazing. She's my oh, when she was that in the same card when she fought uh, no, the lady no, from China. That was the, that was the UFC before that. But it, but that dude, fight was won, amazing. When she won, yes. I was like, I I was in tears watching that. I was like, dude, that is so cool because you know what's gone into that. It's like, man, that's like she's worked her whole life to get to that point, and now she's having the belt put around her, and she's like, uh, you know can't even be controlled it was the the first mexican to win last week moreno moreno Amazing. that reaction was just like i was like man that is so friggin' cool like he you know go on go on your world tour buddy and just like tell everybody you're the champ like he just like was just overwhelmed with joy when he won it's just like and every one of them are like man i've worked so damn hard I heard somebody say this the other day that I thought was like one of the coolest sports quotes I've ever heard. So golf, Savan, sorry, you're going to have to get through I'm this. Gonna go take a, I'm going to go take a few <laughs> when you guys talk about golf. But, but he, um, it was this kid, he lost his mom when he was young, um, you know, on and off the tour and uh, this British golfer. He just recently won a tour event, but he's been like all over the place. I don't even know what this kid's name is, but like, man, he had like a tile company as a sponsor on his shirt. Like this kid hasn't made it. And he was like, they they interviewed him after he won the, the European tour event. And they're like, who is this for? You know, your mom. And he goes, no, this is for me. And they're like, hmm. And he's like, you know, a, a ton of people have helped me get here. I want to recognize all of them, but this is for me. I hit all those balls. I did all that work. And when I heard that, I was like, you know, Matt, Matt had been like that a bit in his career. And like, I always was like, yeah, it is. Of course it is. You yeah. did all that work. 
Yeah. You don't like, and some people will hear stuff like that in interviews and they'll be like, oh, that's selfish. Are you shitting me? Like, go watch the work. You know? Yeah, but people be critical of anything. When Jordan Spieth talks about we did it, we did it, we did it, there's the same people are going to say, no, man, they weren't there hitting the balls with you. You were hitting the balls. I hear that from Jordan Spieth and I'm like, no, you did that. That's always my reaction to that. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm I like on, it. I'm on that. I'm on the, the, the side of the, the team side, you know, and Matt sure. does some uh, plenty of we stuff. But I've always said it to him, too. Like, don't mince words. You've wor- you've done the work. Like, you'd be very proud of that. And you're not hurting my feelings at all by saying that. Is there a specific strategy be- behind four letters in a brand? HWPO, PRVN, ESPN. No, not that I know. I mean, isn't it HWPO? GFY, GFY. That's three. Oh, no, that's only three. That's three. That's three. <laughs> HWPO is, um, it, you know, what's fascinating to me is that nobody had ever grabbed that. And what, like, I don't know. I mean, it's evolved with Matt, but it's a pretty cool brand. Um, and he sounds like some Mayweather would say, yeah, you know, you don't even have the hat on today. Who me? I know. I'm so proud of my haircut. Everywhere I go, people are like, dude, you look 30 years younger, Matt. You, I know you're going to run away. Let me ask you this real quick before you go. What's up? Ready? Yep. Two, two questions about your your management. One of those seventeen, do you manage all of them? And how would you possibly do like like when I was at CrossFit? If any time I I have three kids and a wife, that's four direct reports. That is a lot. And when I was at CrossFit, I had a huge staff, and I had four four to four to six direct reports, and I was get overwhelmed. It was the whole from the second I woke up to the minute I went to bed, I was dealing with direct reports. How do you do 17? And then the second question is, is who are you courting now? Because we've had Jason Hopper on the show twice. And the first show, I was like, dude, you got to talk to O'Keefe. And the second show, he's like, yo, I'm going West Coast Classic to see O'Keefe. I'm like, damn. (laughs) O'Keefe ain't messing around. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I um, on the the front side, um, no, I have really an amazing team. I, it, 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 it would be impossible to do all that work. And I have a lot of other things going on. I have probably like 20 people on my team anyway, um, on this loud and loud sports side. So it's, it, it's, um, Aaron, you can come over and get those keys. Um, and so the, um, no, I don't, it's a, it's a, it's a village approach with that. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into that. So now I have more involved with other, like, I know everything that's going on. And like, I certainly like make sure that I'm very involved in like how decisions are made, which I get updated on in terms of like, you know, when deals are being signed and you know how we approach those things with the brands or whatnot. But no, I have, I have really good people. But all 17 involved. athletes can text you at a moment's notice. Like you're going to get off Anytime. the phone with us right now, and you're going to have 20 texts. They all have access to you. 100%. Anybody that we work with. And that doesn't matter. Like I, That's either people that work on my team. Like I, We have 200 volunteers here. Like I, That's one of the first things I would address the volunteer corps with. Like I want to know how I can make your weekend better. Like, And, I, and that's genuine. So. I want people to have access to me on that. So yeah, clients. Yeah. Easy. They all, and I hear from a lot of them a lot, you know, and I love it. You know, it's kind of always been not kind of, it, it, it has always been my why, like that's been my, you know, start and foundation, you know, and, and, um, so, you know, I want to hear from them, but yeah. And then, yeah, I've talked to, you know, Jason quite a bit and I'm excited. We're going to work with him. 
he's a really cool kid. Um, I, you know, I hate doing that kid, but like he is, he's a young guy and, um, he's, uh, I love his drive and determination and, you know, obviously his physical attributes are, you know, hard to ignore. Um, I'm interested to get to know him more. I'll, I'll have, I'll meet him for the first time here. I didn't even meet him at the Mac. Um, you know, I, I was there in a very unique, strange role for myself. You know, I, I wasn't really in, it was the first time I was like kind of at a competition at that level where I just like, I took a really big back seat there and just kind of watched and, you know, T and Brooke were competing, but like, I don't have like a, a day-to-day role in competition with them, you know? So kind of my first season now without having a coaching role, like I wasn't Matt's coach. I was, I always say I was his caddy, but he, he uh, it's been interesting. So anyway, but I was at the Mac and didn't get to uh, meet him because I wasn't going to bother him. Um, but excited to meet him. Him and his wife are coming out. Uh, there's a lot of people coming out, uh, coming out here. This is going to be a really <laughs> We sold a ton of tickets. It's going to be a really fun weekend. There's Congratulations! Lot. I'm yeah, glad to hear that. That's yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm most I'm most happy for for the athletes. Honestly, like Granite Granite Games was great, by the way, and I, my, our team did a, an unbelievable job with that event. It couldn't have looked better on TV. It's hot as hell, so like you know, if, there were still some people there, but like you know, the atmosphere, you know, um, from an athlete perspective, it wasn't like the total comeback. This, I think, is going to be that. Um, moment i think a lot of people will get to see through the broadcast and then physically hear and be like we're back like we are back um because there's a lot of people coming and there's a lot of people from industry coming um i'm psyched it's a good it's great field um the workouts are badass i mean we're just copying everything dave ever wrote oh please tell dylan i said hi too he's really yeah oh i will actually amazing amazing guy always loved running into him all Always loved running into him, and I can't believe all. The, I can't believe all the success he's having now. What a great dude! To, I used to work the games with him, and he's he, a great dude. He is. Um, he's he's intentionally unknown from his perspective. Uh, he's one of the most talented people that it, that is in this space. Um, I'm a recipient of a lot of credit that that is due to his hard work and and how bright he is. And uh, you know, I'm really fortunate. Um, and, and I'm very grateful that he's chosen to be a part of anything I've done and known him a long time. I knew him before he was, you know, on this side, but man, I'm proud. Like he's an awesome guy and who, he's who really else? good at what he does. Give us one more person before you go besides Jason Hopper, who you're courting and anyone else we could get excited about. I almost want to. I, I want to hear it because that means I think you think that they're going to be good in the future, and then I'll just quickly. Oh, I see where this is going. Did Brian <laughs> ask you to ask this question? <laughs> um, no, Brian already Brian, knows who's going to win the games for the next ten years. I could just ask Brian, oh, but I want to hear get another professional opinion. Who, who is there? Um, anyone else that you're that you'd be willing to share that you're looking at that you're courting? No, I no. Nobody, okay. honestly, yeah. like I, 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 I would say this, like, and I try to say this, like, we don't like really court people, you know, I feel like, I, I feel like people know, um, you know, who we are and what we do and, you know, um, yeah, we'll reach out to people and just, you know, say, Hey, like, you know, you're going to obviously hire someone. We would love the opportunity to discuss it with you. But Jason's the same. It's like, Hey, we might not be a fit for you. Like you have to make that decision, but I'll tell you about us and what we've done. Um, which I think is, you know, impressive and who we worked with. Um, you know, so I, I, but I don't, I don't court people. 
you know, I mean, if people want to work with us, great. If they don't, that's cool too. Like I will help anybody in this space on the athlete side that needs help, whether we work with them or not to be successful. It's important. I want those, those kids to get every ounce that they deserve and have success and something to show for this. Did that's you court your wife? Of course not. She courted me. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long did that take? A long time. Yeah, she was, yeah, that was I fat mean, Matt. I just didn't want you to Matt. think courting has any negative connotations. I courted my wife for five uh, no, years. No, no, no. I do. I do. I, I, you know, I don't want that to come across arrogantly, by the way. I got, cause I, I I'll, you know, if we need, if that was a part of the process, great. I just, um, you know, I think we just tell, like, my point I'm trying to make is like, we try to tell people what we do and, and how we do it. And, you know, we think we're really good at what we do and um, we want to be a fit, but like, you know, people don't want to work with us. It's fine. You know, I get of it. Course. And, and not everybody, not everybody does, you know, there's people who so, are going to make mistakes in life. What, what, what can I say? That's what, that's how, that's how I feel. But I'm also happy. I want to give you an endorsement, but I think it would hurt you more than help you. So, <laughs> so I won't, uh, Brian, yeah, is there no. anything you want to say? To Mr. O'Keefe. Thank you very much, dude. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Most proud. You know, it's kind of like what everything else has been. Able to, it's allowed for my life to be the way it is. Not a whole lot of people would have been trusting the drunk Matt O'Keefe. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt, wait, wait. thank you so much. I know this was uh, pretty last minute. I know today is a crazy day for you. Good luck uh, this weekend at the West Coast Classic. Um, I will be glued to my TV set. Brian will be there on the field. Thank you. And, hey, uh, hey, thank you for thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's always great to talk to you guys. This was fun. This is a good way to start my day. Well, I started my day with a little run outside, so we tested the heat, and uh, we're going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay with the heat, and. Uh, we're going to go really early, but no, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. And Brian and I are going to hit a workout later today. So we'll be thinking of you, Sebron. I'm going to go as soon as I get off the phone. I'm running straight to the skate park to watch my kids skate. Oh, God. Well, have a blast. That's more important than this. <laughs>